Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining with us today. Carolyn and I are teaching on the subject of developing an accurate prayer life. I'm so thrilled to have Carolyn with me, and we are enjoying sharing with you what we've learned over the years of how that you can pray accurately, how that you can know when you pray that God hears you, and how that you can know that you can receive every prayer answered and fulfilled. Now, Today, I want to read to you a couple of scriptures, and then I'm going to ask Carolyn to talk about this. In Matthew chapter 21 and verse 22, Jesus made this statement, And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Now notice, Jesus invites us to ask the Father, whatever it is that we have need of, that if we have an understanding that we have access to the throne of God, that we have right standing with God, that God's not mad at us. Listen, get a revelation of that. A lot of people are not praying accurately. They're not getting results in their prayer because they're not sure where they stand with God. You have been made the righteousness of God. That means you have right standing. That means you have the liberty to stand in the presence of God as though sin has never occurred. So, Get over it. Don't keep thinking, well, I don't know if I have a right to go before God. I don't know if God will hear me. I don't know how God really feels about me. Listen, if you've sinned, confess it. The Bible says that you have an advocate with the Father, even the righteous Jesus Christ. Confess your sin. He is faithful and just to forgive you. Now, if He forgives you, then forgive yourself. And then stand in the presence of God as though sin has never occurred. Remember, once you confess it, he will remember your sin no more. So if he's not going to remember it, you let go of it. And then just tell the devil, listen, I have right standing with God. I can stand in his presence. He has made me the righteousness of God. And now I'm going to ask him what I will, just like Jesus said. Now, in the 15th chapter of John, the seventh verse, Jesus said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, then you will ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you of my Father which is in heaven. So that is an important key. Get full of the Word of God. Let God's Word be the foundation for every prayer that you pray. Don't just jump up and just pray anything just because that's the way Grandma did it. Well, Grandma might not have known the Word of God. She might have been praying some religious prayer. You find out what the Word says and base every prayer on the Word. And then remember, James tells us that we have not because we ask not. Now notice, in all three references I've given you, Matthew 21, 22, John 15, 7, and in James, the Bible says that we have the right to ask. So get an understanding of that. Get a revelation that you have a right to ask God for whatever it is you have need of. Just before you do, find out what His Word says, because then when you base your prayer on the Word, then you're starting with the answer. You'll never walk away from your prayer time again wondering if God heard you. Isn't that exciting? That is exciting. You know, when we concluded the uh, service, um, service, the program last week, we ended with Abraham being the first one that began to ask God to do something because God had cut covenant with Abraham and that gave him the legal right to begin to move on planet earth. And like you just said, James 4, 3, we receive not because we ask not. 
Ian Bounds says this, and I quote from him, in prayer, you align yourself to the purpose and the power of God, and he's able to do things through you that he couldn't do otherwise. For this is an open universe where some things are left open contingent upon our doing them. If we not, do not do them, they will not get done. For God has left certain things open to prayer, things which will never be done except as we pray. Right. Oh, I love that. You have to ask to receive. It's just the way it is. Well, a great example of that is the 17th chapter of John. You read that chapter and it's Jesus asking the Father for specific things. He didn't just go do them. He asked the Father. So if Jesus thought it was necessary to ask in prayer, then you understand that God expects you to ask. Once again, you have not because you ask not. Well, I love John 16, verse 23, and it says, In that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. So, boy, that puts praying uh, and seeing that if you ask, God's going to give whatever you ask Him for. He's going to give it to you. And verse 24 says, Hereunto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. And um, let me give you the definition of the word ask from Webster's Dictionary. The definition of the word ask is to solicit, to question, to request, to invite, to need, to require, and to desire. So look at that word, what it means to ask God, means to solicit God's help, to request God's help, to invite God's help, to need God's help, and to desire God's help. Yeah, uh, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Oh, so right. we have a right to ask God for the things we desire. And the Bible says that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. That's right. There's a, a lady, she's uh, been deceased for a number of years now, and her name is Jeannie Wilkerson. And in her uh, book called Contact with God, she says this, the word ask is a significant word. It doesn't just mean to casually say, would you give me something? The act of asking in prayer means to link up with God in divine communion and become so one with Him that your will becomes one with His will. That's great. So when we ask things of God, we become His voice in this generation. When we are so motivated and moved and animated and controlled by the Holy Spirit, we will speak the rhema of God in partnership with God, and it will come to pass. So there's a vast difference between speaking forth God's Word in faith just imperating it. To speak it in faith, we must be in partnership with God. So the word ask implies that you and God are intertwined or intermingled and your life and his life are cl so closely joined together that when you ask him something, it's not just you asking, but it's him asking also. Mm -hmm. Pretty powerful. In Psalms 27, 8, 
you can from this day on say, as David did, you're uh, in every word, it's not a religious duty, but you allow your heart to cry out, Lord, I want what you know. I want what you want. Mm -hmm. That's what David's heart cried out. Not my will be done, but thy will be done is what Jesus said. So when we're praying like this, we're not praying just only our will. We're praying God's will as well. Well, that's why John 15, 7 is so important because once again, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. You see, when God's word is abiding in you, then you're not going to pray selfishly anymore. You're not going to pray with wrong motives anymore. You're not going to pray something that's not the will of God. When His Word is abiding in you, you know the will of God. And so every prayer you pray is going to be in tune, in harmony with God's will. And that's the reason you know when you say amen that you're going to receive. Now, the Bible says that you must believe you receive when you pray. Now, even though we pray, there may be a time frame involved in when the manifestation of it comes. Just because you don't see the manifestation of it the moment you say amen, that doesn't mean nothing's working. In fact, I want to challenge you, get rid of that phrase. Quit saying after you pray, well, I guess nothing's working. A day later, don't say, I guess nothing's working. Listen, the moment you said amen, something began working in the spirit realm. Now you're going to have to stand in faith and wait for it to manifest in the physical realm. So I call that living between amen and there it is. And it's what you do between amen and there it is that will determine if you ever have a there it is. So what do you do between the amen and the there it is? Number one, you thank God continually. Remember the Bible said, believe you receive. If you truly believe you receive, then you're going to begin to engage in thanksgiving and praise. Those are important keys for what you do between amen and there it is. And if you practice that, then you'll always have a there it is. That's right. Let me give you some scriptures that have that word ask in it. In Matthew 7, 7, ask and it shall be given you, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. I love the Amplified. It says, keep on asking and it will be given to you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened unto you. Matthew 21 verse 22 says, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. John 14, 13, another scripture. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I love what John 14, 14 in the Amplified says, Yes, I will grant, will do for you, whatever you shall ask in my name, presenting all that I am. And then Jerry has already said John 15, 7, but the Amplified is so powerful in that verse. If you live in me, see that goes back to that communion, that fellowship, that means uh, being uh, joint fellowship, interest, uh, having the same thing in common. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Amen. And believing you receive when you pray. I love that. That means that I don't wait to start thanking God, you know, after I can see it. 
I start thanking God the moment I say amen. In fact, Psalm 89, 34, one of my favorite scriptures says, this covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has come from my lips. So if I see it from God's word, and that's what I base my prayer on. In fact, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter uh, 54 or 55, that we are to return his word to him. And he said, and it will not return unto him void. How do you return God's word to him? By praying it. Many times I'll hold my Bible up and I'll say, Father, your word says that by his stripes I am healed. Your word says I'm redeemed from the curse and every sickness and disease is under the curse. Your word says that it is your will that I prosper and be in health even as my soul prospers. And I will hold his word up and I'll return his word to him. And the Bible says his word will not return unto him void. Hallelujah. And so I know that when I'm praying the word of God, that I am praying the perfect will of God. And I know that he's a God of integrity. He's not a man that he should lie. And I know he's not going to break his word. So praise God. I can start thanking him the moment I say amen. I believe, I receive, and so I begin to engage in thanksgiving and prayer. What is it that you have need of today? What are you believing God for? Is it healing? Go to the scriptures and find out what the scriptures say about healing. Is it financial uh, needs or financial breakthrough you need? Go to the word and find out what his word says about finances. Do you need the favor of God in some way to manifest in your life? Go to the Word and find out what His Word says about favor. There is an answer in the Word to every situation that you will face. If you'll take the time to go find out what the Word says and then let that be the foundation for your prayer, ask God according to His Word, then you're going to be able to say, when you finish that prayer with amen, I believe I receive, and you begin thanking God for it. And I'm telling you, you're going to start seeing prayers coming to pass like never before. I was just thinking when you were saying that about our daughter, Terry, that you see here on the program all the time with her daddy. When Terry was a little girl, she fell off a porch. And when she fell off that porch, she, I think, broke or cracked her collarbone. And... Uh, course we immediately prayed for her laid hands on her and, and declared she was healed and made whole by the stripes of Jesus but you began telling her Terry every time you see your mother and I you raise your little arm just as high as you can and you say mama daddy I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus thank you Jesus I'm healed and she would praise God she yeah. do her little hand up like this and say I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus well that went on for several days and um, every time she was running and playing with her little cousins and her sister, she'd run by. And one day she ran by and she forgot that she said that, that when she passed us. She ran back around the corner and says, Mama, Daddy, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. And when she did that, raised her little arm, she could raise it all the way up. Mm, all the so pain was gone. all the pain was gone, but her arm was healed in a matter of just two days or three days compared to what it would have been six weeks or whatever mm. in the natural so our prayer was answered, you know, in, in that instance, that quickly, because that little child, you know, was praising and thanking God that she was healed by the stripes of Jesus. Amen. So, you know, you we believed, it. we received, 
and we put some action to it. The Bible says faith without corresponding actions is void of power. That's the reason why we told her every time you come by us, you say out loud, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed, and then raise that arm up just as high as you can. What are we doing? We believe we receive. We're thanking God for it, and we're demonstrating our belief in His Word by putting some action to it. I'm telling you, folks, you can develop an accurate prayer life. Your prayer life no longer has to be a hit-and-miss situation. If you'll just begin to apply these basic principles, once again, base your prayer on what the Word says. Let the Word of God be the foundation for every prayer. Now you say, well, I don't know the Word. Well, that means you've got some homework to do. You know, uh, one of the best things you could invest in is a Strong's Concordance. And today with, with telephones, uh, there are iPhones and smartphones and all that, they have apps for all this. It's amazing. I have an app on my telephone today. Now, I used to have to carry all these books around with me. But today, you can download uh, the King James, the Amplified. In fact, you can download about probably 26 to 30 translations of the Bible. You can download the Strong's Concordance. You can download the 1828 edition Webster's Dictionary, which I particularly like because it not only gives definitions, but it gives scripture references as well. And you can go to that Strong's Concordance and you can look up the word healing or you can look up the word uh, prosperity or you can look up the word freedom and find all the scriptures that talk about that. And then you take all those scriptures, write them down. And then when you get ready to pray, you, you can read those scriptures. You can say, Father, here's what your word says. And then just read them back to the Father. What are you doing? You're doing what the book of Isaiah said. You're returning his word unto him. And he promised that his word would not return void. So make the word of God, God's part of your prayer life. Start with the answer. And then when you say, amen, dare to believe you received the moment you prayed. Even if you can't see things happening, even if you don't feel any different, you believe you received. Start seeing yourself as the winner. Start seeing yourself as the one who is living in victory. Start seeing yourself as the one whose prayers were answered. And then add some corresponding actions to it. You know, sometimes the only corresponding action you can do is just confess. I believe I received. Just go around confessing all day. I believed I received. If somebody should ask you, hey, did that thing happen that you'd been praying about? Well, you're not lying when you say, I believe I receive. If they say, well, where is it? You can say to them, well, in the natural, you can't see it yet, but God is moving because he said, if I ask, I shall receive. And God is moving and I believe I receive. And you'll just have to excuse me a few moments because I believe I'm just going to thank him and praise him again. And you just continue to praise him the Bible says, having done all to stand, stand. That's what you're doing. You're standing in faith and God always honors faith. I'm telling you, this is your time to develop an accurate prayer life. You don't have to have a hit and miss kind of situation anymore. You can get to the place where every time you pray, you know you're going to have results. 
Well, our time is up. I want you to watch this special announcement, and then Terry will be back in just a few moments with some closing remarks. Today's message is a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Carolyn Savell's highly requested CD series, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer. In it, Carolyn reveals the vital biblical principles concerning how to pray and get results in any circumstance you face. As you listen to each CD, you'll discover how to approach God boldly anytime and anywhere. The authority of using the name of Jesus, what God expects of you when you pray, and much more. God has a miracle waiting for you, and through the power of prayer, you can experience it. And as a limited-time bonus when you order, Jerry would also like to give you a copy of his teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? In this practical message, Jerry shares how you can know if you're hearing God's voice or just your thoughts. Don't delay. Call or click right now to request your copy of the two-CD teaching, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer, and the bonus teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? for just $15. Dad were talking about, of course, developing an accurate prayer life, but they also touched on asking. You know, sometimes just the fulfillment of your dream is a question away. You know, it's amazing how, like I love to read success books, and I read an entire book that was all about the art of asking. And it said things like how McDonald's years ago, they trained their employees to ask one more question when somebody ordered a hamburger and a drink. You know what that question was? Would you like fries with that order? Well, apparently, a lot of people said, sure, why not? That single question raised their bottom line more than $20 million just by asking a question. And you know, God's the one who came up with this. He's the one who said, ask and you shall receive. And throughout the Word of God, He says to ask. He says, ask and I'll give you the nations. He says, if you're lacking wisdom, ask me for it. I'll give it to you liberally. There's one scripture that says, continually make your request known to God. So, you know, there's also a price to pay for not asking. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. So just think about that. When you're spending your time in prayer, what are those things that you just simply need to ask the Lord for? And real quick, I wanted to say that, you know, in talking about developing an accurate prayer life, one of the most powerful things that my dad taught me years ago was to begin journaling my time with the Lord. Just get a journal and a pen. Every time you go into your prayer time with the Lord, be expecting to hear from God. And Dad taught me. He said, you know, you may wonder, is that the voice of God or is it just my own head? But just practice listening to the voice of the Lord and write down whatever you hear. Don't sit there and try to reason it out and figure it out. Was it God or is it just me? Write it down anyway. And so when dad told me that, it gave me confidence and, you know, stop doubting it. Just write it down anyway. And I'm telling you, this has developed so much confidence in me, in my ability to hear from God, in my ability to lead the ministry. It's provided direction for the ministry. It's provided direction for my own life. But if you'll just practice journaling your time with the Lord. In fact, there's even a scripture. Dad showed me this in Jeremiah 30 verse 2. It actually says, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, write all the words that I've spoken to you in a book. Why? Because you forget things. We forget what the Lord has said to us. And when you write it down, it just gives you that confidence that you've heard from God, but it also provides direction. And whenever Satan comes and says you didn't hear from God, you can say, 
you know, it is written. So I want you to get the special package that we're offering this week, all about changing your circumstances through prayer, but also we have a single message that's all about hearing the voice of God. You know, the Bible says, my sheep know my voice. God wants you to have that confidence and that clarity that, okay, now I know what to do. I'm hearing the voice of God. And then write it down. Do you know, I was reading something just the other day. This was from a success book that even said, success coaches, that they advise you to write down any ideas you receive. Anytime you get an idea, write it down. And here's why. Recent research indicates that any new ideas not captured within 37 seconds are likely never to be recalled again. Then it says in seven minutes, it's gone forever. So think about that. Why does God want you to write down what he's speaking to you? So you'll retain it, so you'll remember it, and so you'll run with it. So take advantage of this package and begin filling your mind with messages all about developing an accurate prayer life. Build that confidence in your relationship with God and practice the presence of God everywhere you go. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next week. Today's message is a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Carolyn Savell's highly requested CD series, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer. In it, Carolyn reveals the vital biblical principles concerning how to pray and get results in any circumstance you face. As you listen to each CD, you'll discover how to approach God boldly anytime and anywhere. The authority of using the name of Jesus, what God expects of you when you pray, and much more. God has a miracle waiting for you, and through the power of prayer, you can experience it. And as a limited time bonus when you order, Jerry would also like to give you a copy of his teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? In this practical message, Jerry shares how you can know if you're hearing God's voice or just your thoughts. Don't delay. Call or click right now to request your copy of the two-CD teaching, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer, and the bonus teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? for just $15. It's time to go to the next level in your life, ministry, or business. Join Terry Savelle Foy and her guest, Dr. Dean Radke, for two success-packed days. In her role as a CEO, Terry knows how to clarify the vision, set goals, build a team, and get big results. She is known globally as a world-class motivator, speaker, and author on achieving your dreams. Dr. Dean R. Radke is an international vision facilitator and strategic planner. With over 35 years of senior Fortune 500 and ministry leadership and management experience, he will teach the insight and concepts you need to see explosive growth. At Next, you will discover proven success principles that work for you, inner barriers that have blocked your success growth, principles to succeed on purpose in business and ministry endeavors, how to develop a strategic plan to get real results, and much more. Go to the next level in your life, your ministry, and in your business by attending the Next Conference, January 24th and 25th in Fort Worth, Texas. For more information and to register, visit terry.com today. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. 
Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.